new Pod World Order. Planet Comic Con. New Pod World Order comes to Planet Comic Con February 16th through the 18th at Bartle Hall, 301 West 13th Street in Kansas City, Missouri. Stop by and meet the crew of Jerry Butler, Dave Weimer, Cindy Bunn, and Julie Humphrey. Get your hands on some free swag and sign up now if you want to become a podcast partner with New Pod World Order. For more information, go to newpodworldorder.com and visit the website, planetcomiccon.com. Hey, I'm Alicia Witt. I'm Daniel Portman from Game of Thrones. I play Podrick Payne. I'm Ellipses, and you're listening to The Talking... Okay, I'm Mark Bernard, and you're listening to The Talking Codswallop Podcast on the New Pod World Order Network. Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith. Silent Bob, whose voice you were never used to hearing in the 90s until I started opening it up, man. And that's because I'm a podcaster and you're listening to a podcast, Talking Cod Swallow, right here, man. Welcome back to Talking Codswallop episode 5. So this week I'm remembering to actually label my episodes. Thank you Ian for that little shout out on Twitter. Uh, really had me, made me chuckle actually. Um, I just wanted to say a massive thank you to everybody who has supported me this week. It really does remind me how great the Ant family are when you go all out and, you know, some of you I haven't spoken to for a while. Some of you I speak to on a regular basis. Um, I, Those of you I haven't spoken to in a while, I fully intend on speaking to you more this year. Sorry that, you know, basically life got in the way. So I apologise that I haven't really been there for your ups and downs, but uh, I do intend on being there a bit more this year. So, so yes, as I was saying, I wanted to give a massive thank you to everybody who reposted my tweets about wanting to get this podcast off the ground. And I really, really do this year. It's my goal to make it a success that I can actually, you know, that I can physically do myself. But, of course, knowing that you're all out there and you're listening and you're helping me, it really does mean a lot. Last episode, I was so shocked to see that it went from about 12 people on SoundCloud to 74 listeners. And that really, really made my day. Now, don't get me wrong, it doesn't matter to me too much how many people are listening and how many, you know, people aren't listening. It's... It's more just that represents to me how much support I have out there. So I do do this podcast because I want to have an audience. 
And I honestly, I want to have an audience and I want to have as many Twitter conversations as possible. You know, I, I really want to go all out. But at the same time, I'm also doing this podcast just for myself as well. So for it to be a success, I, you know, <laughs> I hope that it is a success. So I don't know if I'm just waffling a little bit, but there you go. <laughs> um, So this little intro part is going to be short because... The episode is based on the fact that I had an interview this week, a rather fantastic interview this week. I am so excited to share this with you. I managed to get Ralph Garman on the Talking Cods Wallop and I was so excited. <laughs> and I geeked out and I, you know, tried to be as calm as possible. But, you know, oh, I had my friend crack and rum with me, um, my 40% friend. So I, uh, you know, he really helped take the nerves off a bit. Unfortunately, as soon as Ralph called, my internet cut out. Now, if anybody has listened to any of the podcasts that you know that we have technical issues, especially using Skype and things. And the fact that I also live in the countryside as well. So it's not fantastic for, you know, that kind of thing, really. Um, but I am pleased to say that finally I managed to turn it off and turn it on again. You know, the typical IT saying, and it all worked and it was great. So I'm going to introduce this part of the podcast now. So I really, really hope you enjoy it. I enjoyed recording this so much. Um, and I'm just literally over the moon. If I get any new listeners um, because of the guest, then I'd like to say a big thank you and welcome to the show. So I have got four other podcasts before this one, so feel free to check those out as well. I'm available on SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, and you can follow me at Codswallop Pod. I got it right. I nailed it first time this week. <laughs> so that's Codswallop Pod on Twitter. Um, I don't think I've got any other social media for this podcast. So feel free to follow me on there and I'll keep updating as to things that are going to be happening and whatnot that's coming up. Um, so yeah, on with the show. I hope you enjoy it. Hello. Hello. There we are. <laughs> well, I bet I bet it's been a while since you've been hung up on, eh? <laughs> <laughs> it has, actually, yes. Yeah, those bloody bricks. <laughs> I'll tell you, rude. I know, right? <laughs> I um, I live, unfortunately, I live in the sticks um, in the countryside, so uh, unfortunately the internet can be a little bit temperamental. Uh, yes. <laughs> Are you still there? Yes. Hello. There oh, you I am. are. Don't, don't go quiet, all right? No, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had a little audio problem on my end, but I, we got to, it's all sorted now. We're good. Because <laughs> um, I actually do a podcast um, separate to this one, which is called, we called the Hullabaloo Podcast. And uh, that's actually five people. So include, one included myself, obviously. And three of them are American and the other one is Canadian as oh, well. Wow, how fun. Yeah, it is. It's interesting to have five people on a uh, on a podcast. Definitely, I'm sure. We had an interview with Brian Johnson, and uh, it basically ever since then it's just been cursed. So we just call it the curse of Brian Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, so how are you? I'm well, busy but good. Well, that's that's good. Obviously, the busy part that's yes. really good. Yeah, just uh, very hectic getting this uh, new show up and off the ground. So uh, lot lots to be done, but really enjoying myself. Well, that's the main thing, isn't it? It so is. At least yes. at least you're you're <laughs> yeah, marble mouth. At least you're your own boss now. So exactly, no one can fire me but me now. <laughs> Exactly. So there you go. That's good. <laughs> so this is a new episode of Talking Codswallop. I'm here with a very special guest, Mr. Ralph Garman. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> well, hello. I'm going to start off with Garmy, Garmy, Garmy. But oh. it sounds pathetic with one person, doesn't no, it? No, <laughs> it doesn't at all. It never sounds pathetic. I love it. Music to my ears. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're um I think you're actually bigger than Kevin Smith on that show now to be honest. No, hardly. It's just people don't see me as often. Kevin's always traveling out there in the world and he always gets around us from city to city and I haven't had a chance to travel as much. So when I do show up to town, people tend to get a little excited, which is nice. No. Well, it is. It's uh, definitely well well due. So, you're a very talented man. You're very good. I'm, I'm probably I'm going to probably cut out all of my gushing. Oh no. <laughs> Bring it on. Don't, don't stop. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I have got a few questions for you, if you don't I'd, mind answering. No, I'd be happy to. Okay, cool. Um, well, first question, because I listened to today's episode, um, which is already two episodes in, well, actually five episodes in, but two official ones in. Yeah. Um, it's already fantastic. So well done, you. Oh, thank you. Did it feel weird the first time that you actually recorded the episode on your own, just talking to yourself? Yes, it still feels weird. I still haven't quite gotten the hang of it, I don't think. I'm, I'm growing into it, but I have, yeah. I've always worked with other people. And I think at some point, even on this show, I will, uh, when I can afford to, to give someone some money to come join me or uh, hire a, you know, some production people. But for right now, it's just me. And Kevin always said to me, you know, Kevin has recorded a lot by himself. And he always said that it's just like talking to the audience, you know, and he was absolutely right. So the more I do it, the more comfortable I'm getting. And uh, I think I think it's fun. Yeah, it is. Um, because the reason I ask is because with this podcast, although I have guests on the show, it is um, sometimes a solo performance. Um, so I, I just I sit there giggling because I just feel like I'm, you know, like that level of psychotic that I'm actually sitting there <laughs> talking to myself recording. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, you have to imagine you're talking to someone. And that's that's how I discovered my ability to do it. I just imagined, you know, the Garmy out there and I'm t- I was talking to them. So um, and I like it because. You know, I've done so much with other people, with the radio show and with Kevin, that this is a different side of me that I get to, you know, express uh, differently. And those other things haven't gone away. You know, Hollywood Babylon's still there. So this is just a a different direction. And it's an add-on instead of a subtraction. Yeah, it's a new platform sort of thing. Yeah, very good. And the second question as well is... Has your has your butt actually got tighter now since your news that you wake up to this morning? <laughs> it was crazy. I, I sit down to start recording. I look at my phone and they say tsunami warning and the, the, the California coast in danger of tsunami. And immediately my mind just went to all those disaster films I've ever seen where a giant wall of water is coming towards California and it's going to wipe, wipe us all into the ocean. And so, yeah, it was a very scary morning. And I was very angry with them when they told me it was it was 
not going to be a problem and the waves were less than one foot high. <laughs> Hardly a tsunami. That's crazy, isn't it? Because I think like places like New York at the moment have got more snow than um, the waves that are actually crashing in the tsunami. Yes. <laughs> it's just mental. <laughs> it's a like good old weather, people. We've um, It's like kind of a comedy thing in the UK. Um, there was a weather person called Michael Fish, and he predicted uh, that this specific day was going to be a beautiful sunny day. So people packed up for their uh, picnics and, you know, had a nice, nice day out. All of a sudden, this massive thunderstorm happened. <laughs> Isn't that the way? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it is England, so... <laughs> yeah. No, the weather people just uh, give their best guess, I'm sure of it. And uh, if, if, if you don't really know how to measure something and you're not really sure how to predict something, then don't put people in a panic, I, I think. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I tend to... Um, I try to avoid things like the news unless I really, really need to know something. I, I just need it slapped in my face, you know. But otherwise, it's just scaremonger, isn't it? It sure is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I've grabbed my questions now. That's it? That's all the questions you had? No, no, not at all. <laughs> I'm going to be keeping you for as long as I can. <laughs> all right. I'll let you know when I have to go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, I won't be keeping you. Um, I won't be keeping you long, obviously. I'm only joking with that. When you, when you were a child, what did you want to be? Wow, that's a great question. Besides Batman? Yeah. I started off wanting to be a private investigator. I used, okay. to, I used to watch the TV shows here in the States with all these private eyes like uh, Rockford and and all these uh, TV cops and everything. I always thought it looked so cool. And then it dawned on me as I started to approach my teens that I didn't really want to be a cop. I wanted to be a cop on TV. You know, I wanted to be an actor. And that's when it sort of dawned on me that I wanted to be a performer. And that's really when it all started for me when I got into my early teens. Oh, brilliant. So, yeah, so obviously all down the right path and everything, so that's good. Yeah, I had a, I had a dream early on, and it really hasn't wavered too much. Oh, good. Good for you. Because um, a lot of people have dreams. Like When I was a real kid, um, like as in a four-year-old, not a fake child. <laughs> yes, when you were a puppet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I actually wanted to be a shepherdess, and then I wanted to be a vet, and now I'm an administrator. So, you know. <laughs> you never know where life's going to take you, that's for sure. You definitely don't. No. <laughs> I'm all into sort of time travel and things like that. I'm a bit nerdy um, with regards to uh, Back to the Future, and that's what kind of all stemmed it, really. Mm-hmm. So if if you had a time machine, would you go backwards or forwards to which time? Wow. Um, I would go backwards, I think. I don't think I would want to know too much about the future. The future terrifies me. Quite frankly, especially these days with the lunatic we have in office here in the U.S. But yes. um, uh, I, I have so many fond memories, not memories, but uh, fond feelings for different time periods, especially in U.S. history, that I think I would definitely travel back to the Old West. I would love to see that. I'm a huge fan of Butch Casting the Sundance Kid. It's one of my favorite films. And so I have a real affection for that time period. And also... Um, um, Hollywood in the 40s and 50s with all that glamour and all the movie stars and that kind of stuff, that always appealed to me too. So I think those are two places I would definitely travel to. Okay, brilliant. Um, yeah, I think um, I think the reason why yeah, I was thinking about this in the car home because um, uh, on the drive home, sorry, I got 
about an hour's commute. So I was actually going through the questions in my mind and everything. I remember when I was a child, I think this is where my time travel part actually stemmed from, that I had this really vivid dream that basically I was in a lift and I was actually going down each floor, but every time the door opened, it was like a different time. Oh, how cool. Yeah, so and I, like I was about five at the time when I had this dream, and now I'm about <coughs> 34. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, so the fact that I still remember it, and I remember sort of seeing dinosaurs and things like that. So it was, uh, yeah, that sort of stuck with me. So I think anything that's... Uh, anything that's time machine sort of related, I think kind of like really sort of comes home to me. So, well, you're, you're, <laughs> you live in the home of Dr. Who, I would think that would have an influence on you. Yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's Dr. a great idea. You should write that into a series or, or a movie, the time evader where people just hop in this elevator and travel through time. It's a great idea. <gasps> Maybe I should. Yeah, Do absolutely. you want to star in it? Oh, abs- yes, please. Okay. No worries. I'll get Kevin to re- direct it. I love it. <laughs> It's a deal. <laughs> Actually, it was um, funny because I was thinking of like, writing a, a children's storybook about an invisible friend that I used to have, which was a pet dragon. So <laughs> you have lots of ideas. I have. I have. Um, I'm a bit of a wacky person, so um, I think you have to be in this life. I so. think the most fun people are the wackiest ones, for sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you as much. I'm taking that as a compliment. It is absolutely. Did you have any invisible friends when you were growing up? Well, not growing up, but when you were a child? Um, No, I never did. I had very uh, vivid imagination and relationships with my toys, though. I had a a Winnie the Pooh bear, a stuffed Pooh bear that was uh, my best friend. So we had lots of adventures together. So I would imbue my toys and things with um, personality and, and, uh, you know, have conversations with them and, and whatnot. But I never had an invisible friend, never had a one that I couldn't see. It was always something I was directly, you know, tangible to me. Uh, so Winnie the Pooh was your favorite, was it? Or... Oh, yes. He was my best friend. We went everywhere together. Oh. <laughs> and now you've got a person who actually look, uh, is, does an impression of Winnie the Pooh. So That's it's right. even better. Right. <laughs> Kevin drops his, oh, bother. And I know uh, I've come home. Um, I know, obviously, it's a running joke on the show on um, Hollywood Babylon, but how many impressions can you actually do? Because, obviously, nine is not really the answer. No, it's not. I have never really bothered to count, to be honest. Uh, Some other listeners have, from time to time, sent me a list, and it's usually in the 20s and 30s that that they come up with. So I suppose if I ever sat down and actually counted them out, some are just one-offs. Sometimes I don't do them regularly, so it's hard to even remember them. But um, I think it's probably somewhere in the 30s, I think. Well, that's that's really impressive. It's impressive because, like, uh, you know, it's hard enough to speak as a normal person. (laughs) I mean, I'm struggling here. (laughs) I get marble mouth. Um, (laughs) But, you know, to actually change your voice to actually somebody else's voice is it's very impressive. Sometimes it's easier to talk in someone else's voice than it is in my own. I mean, I, I get tongue-tied, too, when I'm doing a podcast or an interview or, uh, you know, just in regular conversation. But sometimes when I slip into another character or another voice, it's easier for me. And I think that was one of the reasons I, I wanted to be an actor early on. I, I found a certain amount of comfort in taking on the persona of someone else. And I think that's true with the voices, too. 
you know, if I start doing Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, <laughs> I can just, you know, keep going on and on and talk about so many things. And I never even, <laughs> you know, I get the least bit tongue-tied because my tongue is a muscle, you know, and this muscle is incredibly strong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good. Sometimes it's easier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I also find it because... Um, I can I can't do I can't do different people's voices, but I can do like a few accents. Mm. So, uh, do you want to hear a few? Or? Of course, yes, sure. Yeah. Um, so, where I'm from is actually a county called Dorset. It's very much uh, the, the bottom of the UK, basically. I'm quite fortunate that I haven't got the accent too much, so that's quite good. A bit like you and your Philadelphia accent, you know, you've kind of lost it along mm-hmm, the way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so if I was to like start talking like this. This is like the proper Dorset accent. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and like our local band is the Wurzels. Have you ever heard of the Wurzels? <laughs> no, I never have. <laughs> and the other one that I can do very confidently. Now, the, is correct the, me if I'm wrong, but didn't didn't uh, the guys on Little Britain used to do a character from the South that talked like that? Yes. Like she was yeah, a schoolgirl or something, right? Oh, maybe I'm yeah. maybe I'm misremembering, but I, I just I, that no, that accent sounded very familiar to me, and I was a big fan of that show, so I thought maybe that's where I knew it from. <laughs> Little Britain is fantastic, oh, but yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, Matt Lucas, um, yeah, because he used to be on a program called Shooting Stars as well, dressed up as a big baby playing playing drums. <laughs> <laughs> He's the best. <laughs> oh yeah, so I got a high five from him actually last year, so that was quite fun. Oh my goodness, you star, you're stargazing. I know, right? <laughs> I'm just looking for my um, I'm looking for my key to Hollywood. That's yes. that's all. <laughs> that's the next step. So, what yeah. other what other accents do you do besides uh, down south? You go up north at all? Can you do York? Can you do any of that? Those those voices? Um, well, I can do a Welsh accent confidently. Wow, that's a tough one. Um, yeah. Um, well, I think it helps because my dad was Welsh, so it kind of helps that you know I had a lot of family. Um, but I've got to. I just got to get into it on my dad. All done. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Ralph. How are you? <laughs> Again, it makes me think of Matt Lucas. I'm the only, I'm the only gay in the village. It's not great, is it? That <laughs> female sounds like Matt Lucas. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I don't know if I did that uh, justice or not, but no, it was um, lovely. I, it was lovely. Yeah, so yeah, because um, I used to be on drunken nights out for some reason. When I drink too much, my voice starts going Welsh. I don't know why. <laughs> it's, it's genetics, that's why. It is, yeah. So all of a sudden, I start talking like this, and it's it's crazy. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah, so these are the two that I can confidently do. Lovely. Yeah, so <laughs> didn't think you'd hear that today, did you? No, I did not expect it. It was a pleasant surprise. <laughs> um, out of all of your voices that you do, which one is your favorite? Um, I think Schwarzenegger. I think that's yeah. the one that's the most fun for me to do just because the character as I do it is just always relentlessly... Uh, optimistic and pumped up and you know everything is positive and that's just it, it's just a kick it's just a lot of fun to do people ask for Pacino the most I think but um, when it comes to uh, me having fun Schwarzenegger is always fun that's the one I, I tend to slip into when I just do a random impression that's the one I go to 
<laughs> it's a very good one. I like your Adam West one as well. Oh, uh, that's so. another one that's near and dear to my heart. Yeah, but that's a little bittersweet yeah. now. It is, yeah. Um, but in a in a way, you're keeping him alive. Yeah, that's um, true. I continuing. suppose continuing. Yeah. Well, actually, I had a question kind of related to him, but obviously, yes. I'm asking in the most respectful way because you know he was a he was a big influence on me as well. Has Seth MacFarlane? Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm really good at talking. Like I said, <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk with me a, a different accent, and I'll be all right. Has Seth MacFarlane said what will happen with um, Mayor West at this point? Yes, uh, Mayor West is is going to be retired. We're going to we're going to uh, let that character slip away, and um, there's no plans on replacing Adam, and, and no plans of a new mayor of Quahog anytime soon. So I think we might just go without a mayor in Quahog. Uh, however, uh, Carrie Fisher, who also passed away, used to play the the boss, Peter's boss at the brewery. And uh, they have recast those roles. They're going to have two new actors come in to play the new, the new management at the uh, Pawtucket, um, the brewery there where Peter works. So uh, they yeah. they are they will replace that character. But Adam Adam's character is just going to be uh, set aside. And I think that's the way it should be. Absolutely, yeah. I think um, a lot of people would um, respect that decision. Yeah, I, think, and, I do too. Yeah, and if they don't, then they can sod off. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, is there any sort of any part that? Uh, God, what is wrong with my voice? Sorry. <laughs> it's too much rum. It's too much kraken. That's the problem right there. Yeah. Release the kraken. <laughs> <laughs> is there any sort of news that you might be given a major part at all? Or um, in the upcoming season of Family Guy, I am happy to say that I will be playing the 45th president of the United States on the, on several upcoming episodes. Oh, well, good luck with that. Yes, uh, Peter ends up uh, working for Donald Trump <laughs> in the upcoming <laughs> season and I get to play uh, I get to play Trump opposite Peter and so that was enormously fun, but I'm I'm very happy whatever they ask me to do there. I I, I do it gleefully because it's such a funny group of people and the scripts are always so good, so whatever they need me to do, I do. Yeah, I can imagine that it would be a lot of fun because I think I've been watching it since day one. So uh, it's one of my favourite shows. I mean, there's not many not many shows that you've got a talking dog and um, a psychotic baby, have you? So. That's true. <laughs> it is unique in that way. <laughs> if you could have a superpower for the day, what would it be? Oh, flight, hands down. Yeah. Especially when you have to deal with the traffic here in Los Angeles. If you've ever tried to, to drive around this town... You know, it would be a, a godsend to be able just to take off from your house, fly over the city, and then land wherever you have an appointment minutes later. That would that would change my life if I could do that. Yeah, I, I can imagine, actually, because this morning I was in, uh, in a, I was driving on one road for an hour and a half this morning. Oh. Uh, yeah, and yeah. it wasn't even really a long road. So that was, that was horrible. But thankfully, I had all my podcasts to listen to, so... Because I'm working backwards on um, Hollywood Babylon, oh. so, so at the moment I'm on, on episode 95, I think. So you've got a long way to go. <laughs> yes, I have, but then you know it's fun. It's all part of the fun, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, and every time you keep talking about K Rock, I'm going no. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I don't want to travel in the future. I don't want to know too much about what happens. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good idea. <laughs> How do you feel about putting pineapple on pizza? Not ever. No, not. 
No, at no time should tomato sauce and fruit ever touch in any combination. It's goddamn ridiculous. <laughs> I had this long conversation with um, a friend called Pete, um, who I work with today, and uh, yeah, he's he said very much the same that <laughs> that anyone who eats it is uh, it was a bit like a, <laughs> a bit like a child molester. I think he said, it's, but I'm like, <laughs> it's madness. It's sheer insanity. You don't know any any other combination of food where people put tomato sauce and fruit together. You never see apples with spaghetti. You don't see there's no combination where those two two foods ever touch, except when people try to do with pizza, and it's just madness. <laughs> have you ever tried it though, or is it just the idea you don't like? I have tried it, and it's is a, okay. it's even worse than I expected. <laughs> okay, well, as long as you've tried it, that's the main thing. I want to let you off with that one because. I'm one of the evil people that oh, likes it. So. You you need a, you need professional help, Jam. I'm sorry. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I'll look into that for you. Please do. <laughs> I'll let you. I'll give you like regular updates as to how it's going. <laughs> they may never let you out. <laughs> I don't think they will because I like it so much. <laughs> it's a serious illness. People who like pineapple on pizza. <laughs> what do you think would be a good theme song for your life? Ah, wow. What would be a good theme song for my life? Um, well, you know, the, 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 the egotist in me, my mind immediately went to Frank Sinatra's My Way, which I've always sort of loved as a song because of the, the lyrical content. And it's sort of true. I mean, yeah, I've had to work for other people and I've had to do things that I didn't necessarily want to do. We all do in life. But for the most part, I pretty much live my life on my own terms. And I think that's that's uh, something that, that I'm proud of. I've been lucky, don't get me wrong, but um, I, I think that song would be a great a great theme song. I think mine would be Walking on the Sun. <laughs> That's a good one, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm just uh, quite an upbeat, sort of bouncy kind of person, so I think it's quite good. Uh, it's more the, uh, it's more the uh, musical side of it rather than the lyrics. So. Right, right, right. <laughs> Have you ever had a, a weird nickname, and can you say what it was? Um, well, my name itself, Ralph, um, I don't know if it has the same connotation in the UK, but here in the States, Ralph is a euphemism for throwing up. Oh, and really? Yes. If, if someone Ralphs, that means that they vomited. And so that was, uh, that was punishing enough. So I really didn't need a, a bad nickname. Uh, there was also a, t- a t- sitcom here in the States called Happy Days, where there was a character called Ralph Mouth that was on uh, that show. So I got that quite a bit. Um, but other than that, no, I was pretty much left alone. Gar was usually my nickname in school. It was either Gar or The Gar or uh, some combination therein. So I, I, that's why I'm well at home when, when the Garmy chant starts because it's uh, it sounds like home. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Um, so we'll start calling you Gar from now on then. <laughs> Feel free. <laughs> yeah, we won't call you Vomit. That's a bit harsh. <laughs> I would appreciate if you didn't. Thank you. <laughs> Do you, when do you think that you guys, you and Kevin, are going to be back in the UK, or is there any plans? Well, there's talks perhaps this fall because my beloved Philadelphia Eagles, the American football team, will be playing yep. at in Wembley um, this fall. It's been announced, and so as soon as I get dates for that game, I would love to travel to the UK to see them play. And um, whenever I, I make a plan to go. To the UK, we always try to build some Babel shows around that as well. So um, we're, there's conversations about doing it this fall. So that would be great if we could make that happen. 
Yeah, I'm sure that there's definitely a demand for it to happen. So you're yeah, from our point of view. It's been a while. Yeah. And we had such a great time uh, the first time we did it a few years back. We had a great success and people were terrific and they've been asking for us to come back ever since. So now that I have no day job, I've got a lot more free time on my hands. It's easier to travel. So we're going to try to put something together. And uh, we owe some countries too, by the way. We did Ireland and uh let's see birmingham and london and manchester maybe i forget the, the actual cities we hit but i know we we skipped over scotland when we were here when we were there and we skipped over wales and, and we owe them as well so we will yeah. we'll do what we can yeah that would be that would be really good so um so fingers crossed we'll start saving our pennies now <laughs> me too for airfare <laughs> yeah definitely i'm sure that we would pay your airfare to get you over here so all right i'll keep I that mean, in mind yeah, I am a fan of his, by the way. I'm only teasing when of I say course, that he can of get course. his own. <laughs> also, if I can recommend a city, only because it's quite close to me, but um, there's a place called Southampton as well. Sure, I'm familiar, yes. Yeah. Okay, um, we'll, we'll look into Southampton for you. Well, if you can, um, but if not, London's not far away, or, you know, I'd go, I'd go pretty much anywhere. So the UK is not too bad to travel did you see us at the Apollo when we were there a couple of years ago? I, no, sadly I didn't. My uh, friend got married on the same day. Ah. And yeah, curse her ever since. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I really, really wish every time I sort of listened to that episode, I really wished that I would been there. So it was, it was a great, it was a great moment in my life to have uh, thirty six hundred Hollywood Babylon fans in one place. It was, I think, it was the biggest crowd still to this day we've ever played to. So it is uh, one of my favorites. Are you planning on going back to that one then as well? I think we'll have to hit that again if we get back into town. Yeah, for sure. Good. Right. A little bit of a controversial question now. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Right. It's um, talking about that uh, that stupid bitch, Kim Kardashian. So I apologize <laughs> to bring her up. <laughs> However, if she had worked hard and got to where she was today, do you think your opinion on her would change? Oh, certainly. I have no... Uh... I, I have no problem with beautiful women, and I have no problem with talented women and, and successful women. It's certainly those aren't any of the reasons I have a problem with her. There is yeah. pl- there are plenty of beautiful, talented, successful, hardworking women that I'm a big fan of. It's just that I don't respect anyone who gets famous for being famous. I do, there's there's I think there's a real uh, negative effect that that sort of fame has on American culture. And I think she mm-hmm. is sort of ground zero for that problem. And so I have no respect for that family. I, I don't like the way they just um, turn their entire lives into a circus just in order to keep that TV show going and to keep their publicity going and to keep the money rolling in. I don't respect the people who buy their products because they're on television or just because they're famous. I don't, I don't buy into any of that phenomenon. And that goes for anyone else who lives that life as well. I know UK has its own sort of versions of those reality show stars and people like that. And I just, I have no respect for them. And, and it does, it bugs me. Yeah, no, that's understood. Because there's a lot of influential young teenage girls out there, isn't there? And um, also, you know, I know sort of pinpointing girls, but also boys as well. But they they look at these people and they think, I have to act like that to get to wherever I want to be, or I have to act like that to, you know, walk down the street. I have to layer myself up in makeup and things. And it's given the wrong impression to very um, trusting individuals. 
Isn't think, it, Randy? I think, yes, that's part of it. Beyond that, though, it's even worse, is it created a culture <laughs> of self-involved young people with the selfies and the Instagram accounts and everyone just staring in the mirror all the time, all the self-reflection and constant attention. It's just, um, it's not healthy. You got to look out at other people once in a while. If you're always focused on yourself and what you look like and taking pictures of yourself and posting pictures of yourself, I think they, they sort of created that phenomenon or at least helped to uh, publicize and promote it. And I think it's, uh, it's dangerous. Yeah. I agree. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Sorry, we'll, we'll go past that one now. <laughs> Good. Made um, me angry. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't like me if I'm angry. That's right. <laughs> In 40 years, what will people be nostalgic for? Nostalgic for. And how, how many years are we talking? Uh, 40. 40 years. People will be nostalgic for... Um, I think maybe the the quaint old time where you would sit in a movie theater and watch a movie on a big screen. Yeah. I think people will be talking about that. I think they'll be talking about um, going to see live performances of musicians and performers instead of holograms and having music piped directly into our brains via a coaxial cable. I think yeah. I think real life experiences will start to disappear the more virtual we get, and I think people will miss those things. Yeah, I agree, because it does get a little bit scary how, you know, how much we actually trust robots. Yeah. You right. know, of course, um, you know, like right now we're using the Internet to chat, but then already it's died. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but that broke the ice. So now I'm not nervous at all. So that was um, that was quite an icebreaker for me. See, so it that comes was, in handy sometimes. <laughs> it does. Yeah. <laughs> what secret conspiracy would you like to start Start a conspiracy. Wow. Um, huh. That's a good one. I think that uh, Justin Bieber's an android. He's not a real. <laughs> he's not a real person. He, his his music is is programmed by a computer, and he's actually a robot. <laughs> oh, if only we could actually turn him turn him off, eh? Ah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be lovely. <laughs> Talking about that, actually, I've got a friend who. Um, absolutely loves justin bieber um she's quite young so i kind of let her off a little bit but yeah i you know i and i know obviously we take the piss out of bieber every week on yeah uh, hollywood babylon and i am no fan by any stretch of the imagination no me neither but at least i have to give the kid credit is that he does have talent and he did make music that was popular and there was something to his career his fame may escape me, but it's for me understandable. When we were just talking about the Kardashians, you know, mm. that's the uh, the opposite. I can not like him, but I can also appreciate the fact that he does at least create something, and that's what made him famous versus what they do, which is just exist. Yeah, that's fine. But um, what I did to her, I, I'm I'm a very good friend, but I'm also I've got an evil side to me as well. <laughs> but I said to her, well, there's this podcast that talks about Justin Bieber all the time. You should check it out. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> I I did. Um, but she I did then tell her that um, you, you just, might actually not really want to listen. <laughs> just play her the theme song and see what she thinks. <laughs> the thing is, every time she talks about Justin Bieber, it just goes through my head. It is catchy, <laughs> isn't it? It's a catchy little tune. It is. It's an amazing song. I don't. I don't like the c word personally, but that is the only time that I actually say it. So I'm not uh, going to say it now. But. Okay, don't. We won't. 
No. Well, I mean, if you feel free to say whatever you want to say. I'm not going to stop you, but you know, that's not I, my... Well, I got in a lot of trouble for using that word early on in Babylon, and, and I... Here in the States, it has a very different connotation. Usually, it's specifically a female insult, and a lot of women were offended by my using it. But for me and my friends, I'm such an Anglophile. I've always grown up with British music and British comedy and British actors, and I've always been a fan of the culture. So I, early on as a kid, used to listen to uh, Dudley Moore and Peter Cook and and uh, the Beyond the Fringe and all those guys, and you would hear them use that word just as an insult to to you know anyone all the time and so i always incorporated that into my into my curse words and so yeah i often have to explain to people and i say you know no you you fucking cunt you fucking cunt <laughs> i mean it has nothing to do with being a woman it has to do with being a cunt don't be a fucking cunt you fucking cunt <laughs> yeah exactly see i you can say it like that all the time if you like because that makes me laugh so <laughs> That's, it's just dudley moore and peter cook they had this amazing sketch where they would just go back and forth calling each other a fucking cunt it used to make me and my friends laugh so hard so that's always been part of me <laughs> yeah so i i don't mind the word like um you know like sort of explaining now but i don't mind the word being out there being used and things if somebody directed at me then i'd have something to say about uh, it understandable but, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of not a fan of it, but at the same time, um, I do sing it quite loudly with <laughs> the Justin Bieber thing song. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> so there you go. That's my little out, outburst every every day or every week. <laughs> and one of my last questions, or actually the last question, is what's the most imagin- imaginative insult that you can come up with? Um imaginative insult hmm i always you know not all of them have to be curses i i always loved fenderhead fenderhead is is one of my favorites to use for someone who's just so stupid literally their head is like the fender of an automobile it's just it's just hard rock hard sheet metal on the outside and just sort of vacuous and empty on the inside so fenderhead is a is a favorite of mine (laughs) that's very good as well (laughs) Um, and of course, of course, also you fucking cunt, you fucking cunt. <laughs> Who are you calling a cunt? Yeah, I'm calling you a cunt, you fucking cunt. Who calls me a cunt? You fucking cunt. <laughs> I always feel like, yeah, I should just listen to that on a daily basis, and then it almost brainwash me into thinking, oh, it's fine, it's yeah, just a word. <laughs> it takes the sting right out of it when you hear it over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, so this time next week, I'm going to be absolutely fine about it. That's right. <laughs> um, I, I should have asked you this at the very beginning, so what I might do is snip it around. But um, did you, obviously, I'm uh, I'm inviting you onto the show. Thank you very much for, for uh, being here. I just wondered, did you want to promote, of course, the Ralph Report? Of course, yes. I mean, I want to thank you. Because even before anything existed, even before the Ralph Report existed, you were so kind to me and you went out of your way to create that uh, that fan page Twitter account for the Ralph Report. And you stepped up immediately. As soon as I announced the project, you stepped up and you were there for me to help promote it and to uh, to cheerlead for the, uh, the for the project itself before I even got any content out there. And I always... I was so uh, taken aback and so uh, thankful for for you doing that. So I wanted to repay the favor at least a little bit by coming on your show and talking to you today. No, oh, well, you're welcome. Um, I'm, you know, I didn't even think twice about doing it. Really, um, I think 
I had the idea in my head and I just go, you know, like I said earlier, I just go with my ideas. So obviously anything that can help you, you know, I think the way that uh, K-Rock let you go, I think, you know, that was disgusting, really. Well, thank you. And and, yeah, I, and, and I wouldn't mind otherwise, but, you know, having a, a family, having a wife and kid and having to be responsible yeah. for taking care of a family, it was, uh, I wish they had given me some more heads up so I could have arranged my life differently. So it it is, you know, uh, this new project is is my way to keep doing what I do best, in my opinion, and try to make a, a living off of doing that. And people have, I think, re- understood that and have responded tremendously and we're well on our way. So I want to thank everyone who has subscribed at patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. There you go. So yeah, I highly recommend joining because like I said, we've already got five, uh, is it five episodes, I believe? Uh, um, there was a couple previews just to sort of test it out and just to see what people thought. And then the first two episodes really are out there now. And that's really kind of how, um, the, what the show will be like regularly moving forward you know hopefully of course it will uh, progress and it'll evolve and we'll be adding more people and then new correspondence and things like that but i think uh, the first two episodes this week kind of give an idea to people what to expect yeah and i felt very very patriotic when you started um playing rule britannia yeah we've got a uk correspondent already for the show uh, yeah. steve ashton who is very funny and very talented and we'll be checking him in the, checking in with him every week to talk about all things uk because we know we have such a a, a big uk audience so i definitely wanted to to uh, service them as well because they're such loyal fans not only to myself but the hollywood babylon and to kevin so uh, you'll be well represented yeah, and hashtag fuck K Rock is. Uh, I I'm actually shocked that that hasn't. Uh, what's uh, what's the word? Oh, trended on Twinder. Uh, Twinder. <laughs> Twinder. <laughs> Twinder. It's a bit like Tinder and right. Twitter. That's where you, you you tweet pictures of yourself nude to each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you not know about it, I'm or not, do you know about it? You I'm, must do. No, that's all news to me. I have to look into it. <laughs> So yeah, I um I'm gonna cc I'm gonna uh, copyright those rights now though. You, yeah, <laughs> smart. It's another idea. You've got the time traveling elevator. You've got the dragon, and now you've got Twinder. <laughs> um and also sorry, I keep uh, questions keep popping into my mind, but please do let me know if you if you need to well, go. Well, this will we'll have to be the last one. I, I'm out of time, so uh, this will be the last one before we move on. Yeah, no, that's absolutely fine. It was just, um, I was just saying, because obviously I assume you're home more now. Yes. Um, yeah, is is it quite nice to um, be home for like uh, Olivia and seeing your wife a lot more and things like that? Absolutely. The, uh, until I, the only problem is until I get things sort of sussed out in terms of how I'm going to put the show together and, and how much work it takes and, and when to schedule my life. I've been all over the place. You know, I've been up in the middle of the night recording things or trying out new equipment or sleeping in during the day because I was up late the night before working on something. So uh, it's been a bit of chaos here at the house. But as things start to settle down, it is so nice to be up in the morning and see my daughter go off to school. and We have breakfast together and I see my wife more and she's very active in working on this project with me. We've sort of been doing it together. She's a very brilliant business mind. And so she's kind of been putting all that stuff together. So it really has been a family affair. And it's been enormously fun to be home and, and, and spending more time with my girls. Yeah. Oh, well, that's lovely. Okay. Well, I will let you go now. All right, um, Jim. And so thank you ever so much for doing this for me. Uh, you didn't have to do anything back, uh, know. you know, give anything back to me, but I know I did, but I did. wanted to. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. 
and I'm play kisses. Uh, right back at you. <laughs> Thank you. Bye bye. Uh, bye, Jem. So there you have it. What did you think? I am. Oh God, I'm so so. I can't tell you how excited I was that I had this opportunity. Um, like Ralph said, that I did help him out with the Ralph report. That is his new project on uh, on Patreon. Um, I'm still continuing to help him out with that as well. But I didn't help him out for him to do me a favour. Um, I hope I kind of portrayed that to himself. Um, but I I did it purely because I just wanted to help if I could, you know. And there is only, you know, there's so much that he can promote and he can do. I never, ever want to actually turn around and say, oh, Ralph Carman can never promote his own stuff. Of course he can. He's got a massive audience. But then it's always handy to have that extra person in the background that might answer the questions that, for example, how do I, how do I add the Patreon onto my uh, iTunes account or, you know, things like that, that, you know, Ralph is an extremely busy man. So I just thought to myself, well, if I create this account, then I will be able to help out and maybe answer the questions. But also it's a fan account. So I, I'm a fan and I'm one of the Garmi, Garmi strong for life. Um, and yeah, that's it really. So I really hope you enjoyed the show this week. Thank you ever so much for listening. Again, any new listeners, just in case you missed it earlier, the Twitter is at CodsWalletPod. Um, yeah, and that's manned pretty much all the time, unless, of course, I'm asleep. Because, <laughs> you know, I don't sleep tweet. <laughs> so, ta-ra! Coming this spring to iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Google Play. The new pod world order proudly presents Cult of Dave's This April, Dave Weimer and Jerry Butler will team up with internet heartthrob Robert Floyd. That's at 4ColorBigCat827 on the Twitters. And travel the globe and visit the most notorious spots of death, murder, and mayhem. Be warned and prepare yourself for... The Cult of Days. Death.